So after I finished school, I went to uh, college in the University of Limerick. And uh, in all colleges, they have very many clubs and societies and all sorts of ways of encouraging people's different interests. So there was obviously, there's obviously a philosophical society, there's a history society, there's a drama society, a comedy society. Uh, did I mention the philosophical society? Well, the philosophers it's called. Uh, it actually tends to be one of the biggest ones because people like to feel smart in college. And um, there's also a medieval battle reenactment society. They're the kind of, they're, they're the fringe lads. They're the lads that are all kind of, the, yeah, the, the beards and the arg, and they, they make their own spears and they, they talk in great depth about the different kinds of spears that would have been used in medieval warfare. Um, but they're, they're great. So one of the bands, one of the things that I was part of was I was part of the musical society. And we, so we, we formed a little band. And our goal uh, while in college was to be a support act to like a bigger band, obviously. You know, that's how you start. You start as a support band. You start as kind of the just a beginner, you know, they're just up on the stage before the, the, the main act. So people are there and they're maybe listening, maybe not listening, maybe not even there because they, they'll only be arriving for the main event. But it's still an, an amazing privilege. Now, we never actually got that far, I might add. Uh, for art, artistic reasons, we just couldn't agree <laughs> on what style of band we wanted to be. Uh, our drummer was into drum and bass. Our lead guitarist was into thrash metal. Uh, our other guitarist was into um, uh, kind of alternative weird stuff, and I was into country and ballads. So <laughs> we just had no idea what we wanted to sing. Okay, so we never got anywhere. But still, if we had, if we had succeeded, if we had succeeded, imagine like if we had been on, like say, say the script on some night, and we're the supporting act. We're like, we're like, you, know, you get your name on the T-shirt. Now it's small. Right, so you have the script supported by Headrush. You know, it, it would have been a, just an amazing privilege. When it comes to the faith, I think there is something similar in that when all, all, of us, all of us are called to be missionary, but none of us are called to be the main act. We're not the main act, nor will we ever be, unlike bands where maybe you could eventually make your way up the social scale and become the headline act. We'll never be the headline act, and we're not supposed to be. Uh, that's, it's just, it's really, it's so, so important um, as, as Christians, as Catholics, to, to recognize that, that our missionary role means that we will never be the main act. Now, that might kind of sound obvious, but I was talking to someone recently, and it's just, it's very interesting to see how, how many pitfalls there are, even for Catholics living a Catholic life, right? Where we can still get, we can still get things very wrong. It's, it's, it's really, it's, it, was, it was kind of a frustrating conversation because afterwards you're like, you're right. Like, you know, even if, we, even if we go to Mass on a daily basis, even if we go to Mass on a daily basis and regular pilgrimages and Mass and regular pilgrimages and regular sacraments and Mass and pilgrimages and be in religious life and all of the above and even praying your daily rosary, even then, even then we can get it wrong. Even then we can get some real basics wrong. It, it, it shouldn't be that way, but it just, I just, it just is. It just is. Like, so, like, and then this person said, like, uh, that, you know, my, my atheist friends wouldn't do half these bad things that practicing Catholics are doing. And, and I was like, yes. good argument, where's the hole? I have to find a hole. I have to knock that point. Hold on. Because there has to be a reason. There has to be something that we as Catholics get right 
there has to be, there have to be things that, that, you know, if, if there are certain atheist friends that wouldn't do these things, now what do we as Catholics, there must be things that we get right. There must be, otherwise, otherwise, honestly, really, what's the point? If we're no different to anyone else, if our behavior is in no way recognizably different <clears throat> to those who don't practice, <clears throat> to those who don't follow the Lord, then what on earth, what purpose has it? What, if it doesn't affect us, if it doesn't change us, what even is it? So, yeah, I was thinking of the, the, a couple of little things, I'm not sure if this, if this is entirely relevant to the homily, but uh, just like, yes, okay, so there are certain maybe uh, atheist friends who wouldn't do X, Y, or Z, but because of, our faith is, because of our faith, we do know, for example, our position must be pro-life in order to be coherent with, our, with, our, with, with, with what the gospel says, with the, with the dignity that the Lord has given each one of us. That's not going to be so clear out in the world. Without, without that kind of moral principle of, of, of your faith to be pro-life, also to know the boundaries within relationships, that's not going to be clear at all without your faith. Uh, the use of contraception, divorce, all these kind of things will be very, very commonplace out in the world, which we as Catholics, I mean, it just sends, sends off alarm bells because we just know, we know this isn't, this isn't what we're called to do. So that's a side point. Okay. So John the Baptist. John the Baptist is like a support act for Jesus. All right? John the Baptist has to prepare the way for Jesus. But it's just, he gets it so, so Right? Okay, so I think we want to look at John the Baptist as, as an example of, uh, of a missionary uh, because he gets it so right and we can learn so much from him. <coughs> so firstly, uh, John the Baptist goes and lives in the wilderness. Now, I'm not saying that we should all move to Donegal, uh, but, uh, but what living in the wilderness doesn't necessarily mean actually moving house or moving away to somewhere where there's nobody else. Uh, like the Burn, County Clare. Uh, but what it is saying is that that's the interior life. That's the interior life. That's your lived relationship with the Lord, first and foremost. That we have this lived relationship with the Lord. So like, what do you do in the, in the wilderness? You're not there just because other people are hell. Uh, you're there because you want to be with the Lord. You want fewer distractions. You want to spend time in prayer. You want to spend time with him. And it's one of those things as well where, where like the, enemy, the enemy doesn't rest, the enemy doesn't sleep. So even there, like the enemy can still lurk and, and, and cause problems. I was talking to a priest who uh, found it very, very difficult in a particular situation that he was working in because there was a lady in his parish who, whenever she wanted something done, whenever she wanted something done in a certain way, uh, she would come to the priest and say, well, you know, I've prayed about this and the Lord said to me, now, whatever the Lord said to her always happened to be exactly what her opinion was before she had prayed about it, right? But now, now that, now that she said, I've prayed about it and the Lord told me that, now what she, her opinion now has divine authority. Subtle little thing that we can actually begin to do. You know, I prayed about it. Oh, I, I prayed about it and I think you should be my wife. I just, I prayed about it. I just feel it's the Lord, okay? So now you can't say no. <laughs> you, you can't say no now because God said it, so... You say, no to, you say no to God? Would you? Would you say no to God? Hmm? <laughs> you know, so you've now, you've now given your opinion, divine authority, is very, very dangerous. So that's where like, a bit of humility, like you know, we, we have to, I, I've prayed about this, this is what I feel is coming up, what do you think? You know, or should we verify this? Should we pray into this a little more together? So as I'm saying, like, even, even within Catholic circles, just because we pray about things doesn't necessarily mean 
everything goes as it should doesn't necessarily mean we have the, 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 the correct discernment or good discernment at all. So John the Baptist, on the other hand, in preparing the way for the Lord, he goes into the wilderness, and his pre- preparation is, is, is prayer, is his oneness with God. So I want my heart and the Lord's heart to sort of beat together. And the way we know if we're doing that right is at times we will be asked to do things we don't want to do. We'll be asked to do things that we don't like. And again, it's at times, it's not always. God doesn't always ask us to do the miserable thing. But at times there will be, there will be occasions where I'm asked to do something I don't want to do. I'm asked to do something that I know will cost me. Whatever that may be, it might be like you know, letting go of a certain... Um, pastime or, or f- toxic friendship or, or it may be self-sacrifice it may be even just yeah, spending more time in prayer when I'd r- really rather be doing something active so th- there, there, if my discernment is, 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 is right there will be times when I'm asked to do things that by nature I don't want to do uh, and this is as I say if my prayer if my discernment always confirms exactly what I think then that's not discernment. That's just us using prayer to back up our own opinion. So, okay, first thing, going to the wilderness. Prayer, what, what we can learn from John the Baptist as to how to be good missionaries. Number one, prayer. That oneness with him in the wilderness. Secondly, uh, what a powerful expression. There is one coming after me who ranks before me, and I'm not fit to undo the strap of his sandal. So someone is coming after me who ranks someone who's coming after me who's greater than me. And I'm not fit to undo the strap of it and to kneel down before him and undo the dusty, dirty strap of his sandal. That's how unworthy I am I am in his sight. Well, that's how unworthy I am in comparison to him. Now that's a great attitude for, for a missionary. That what we bring is a phenomenal treasure, but we're only carrying the treasure. It's the treasure that's important. We pass it on, and then we get out of the way. We prepare the way, and then we get out of the way. <laughs> prepare the way, get out of the way. We prepare the way for the Lord, present the Lord, now get out of the way. My job's done. It's not about me. It's not about well. I know, yes, many people have come to the Lord through me, but my humble efforts. <laughs> my hidden prayer, my silent suffering... But I've united it all silently to the cross, and it's, you know, it's, it's not about me. It's not. It's not. <laughs> you know, awful. Awful when we do that. When we, you do something good, and then you want everyone to know about it. You keep telling everyone how often you've been to Medjugorje. Stop telling people. <laughs> you know, you keep telling people how, often you, how much you've prayed. Stop telling people. Just pray. Prepare the way. Get out of the way. So that, the essence, just everything John the Baptist does is permeated by intense humility. Right? So as regards the Lord, just intense humility. So prepare the way and get out of it. And then people start coming to him and, his, and the numbers start to increase. And remember, like he was actually quite popular. He would have been quite the sensation uh, at the time. As he would have traveled around, he gathered crowds. And how do people gather crowds? Well, we word them out. So that means everyone in the town centres and villages and marts and wherever else, they were all talking about this John the Baptist guy. And huge crowds would come. And then as soon as he sees the Lord, behold, the Lamb of God. Behold, this is the Lamb of God. 
This is whom you should be following. Crowds are coming to John the Baptist to be baptized. Jesus comes to him, Jesus, and John says, Lord, it is you who should baptize me. But this, I, this makes no sense. And Jesus says, let it be for now. And John baptizes him. But, I mean, immediately, sees the Lamb of God, wants to get out of the way, wants to prepare the way and get out of the way as soon as the, 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 the main act comes. <laughs> Humility. <clears throat> okay, and then finally, what else can we learn from John the Baptist? So prayer in the wilderness, humility, get out of the way when, when, when the Lord is, is, is there, present. It's not about you. And then finally, that intense conviction that he had. And it's something that the Chosen does very, very well, where they show John the Baptist <coughs> seemed quite aware of the fact that what he was doing and saying, I mean, he wasn't politically correct for, the, for his time. Uh, so he didn't have the scribes and Pharisees on time, and he didn't have the civil authorities on, t- on, on side either. So he, had, he wasn't trying to please anyone but God. So he gets arrested. And then, even while in prison, he tells Herod that ah, the woman that you're with, that's ah, your brother's wife. That's just wrong. <laughs> like, you're in prison. You have no power at all. You have no, there's going to be no judicial process to get you out of there like. And this man can literally order your death on a whim or just kill you in prison, just himself. It would make no difference. There's no, there's no comeback. There's no tribunal set up afterwards to see was John the Baptist beheaded fairly. They don't care. So, like, your life is literally in your hands when you say things like that. He doesn't care. Absolute conviction. Conviction. Courage. What we learn from John the Baptist? Prayer, humility, and courage in standing for the truth. Prayer, humility, and courage in standing for the truth. What a great gift. What a great freedom in knowing not only are you not the main act, you don't have to be the main act. The pressure isn't on you. I'm not sure if, you, if, you, if you've ever performed, done anything in public, uh, those first couple of moments, or the first, mm, depends, first, maybe the, the last hours before you go on stage, or before you've had, a, before you've had to give a talk or a conference or a homily, well, you have, haven't had to give homilies, but just those moments, like before you start, before the curtains part, before the lights come on, and then immediately when they do, curtains part, there you are, crowd lights, you're on. I'm not sure how many of you have ever done this. Um, quite terrifying. It can be quite terrifying because now suddenly like, all the preparation, all the thoughts, all the everything, uh, it's now you. You're on. Go. That's a pressure we don't really have because we're not the main act. We're not the main act. We're the support act. We help the Lord. We uh, assist. We hopefully, maybe even kind of draw in the crowd a bit but we're not the main act. So once he's on stage, we get off. We get off. And let him do his divine thing as only he can. Let him touch the hearts. Let him do the conversions. We still, yes, we have to run the events. Yes, we have to do the publicity and learn guitar and do all of our peripheral things. Yes, but Jesus is always the main act. Always. Always. And that takes the pressure off us. So it's a beautiful thing. It's not on our shoulders. The Lord is God, not you.
So, today we learn from John the Baptist how to be missionaries. We learn that our success as a missionary is rooted in our own prayer life, in our own humility, and in, and in, what was the last one I said? <laughs> courage, in courage, in standing for the truth, regardless of, of whether this makes us popular or not. May St. John the Baptist pray and intercede for us today that we might become the missionaries he's calling us to be. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, I'd just like to thank you all so much for joining us for uh, the various homilies on YouTube or Spotify or wherever else uh, you watched or listened to us here in Holy Family. It's a great privilege to be able to uh, reach uh, so many people from our humble little chapel here in Waterford. Uh, we'd like to announce, though, a, a way that maybe you can help us. Uh, we've noticed over the last couple of years the great need for youth ministry and men's ministry in this country. And rather than just cursing the darkness, we want to light a candle. Uh, like Holy Family was just so providential in the way the Lord set it up, uh, we really feel called to set up something uh, to deal with the issue of men's ministry and youth ministry here in this country. So many men who finish with various prayer groups or youth initiatives, and then in their mid-20s, 30s, there's nothing for them or there's very little for them or there are little pockets of youth ministry around the country but they're relatively small so what if we could bring them all together what if there was a place where there could be monthly men's ministry that men from all around the country could come and learn how to be men of faith learn how to be fathers of faith uh, learn how to to uh, to live in this fairly complicated world uh, as men who follow the lord so we'd greatly greatly appreciate uh, your help in making the vision that we have for men's ministry in this country a, real, uh, a reality. So we bought a six acres of the forest up behind the house here and we hope to build, we have plans to build a fairly large uh, centre uh, which we are intensively calling uh, Domus Patris at the moment, the house of the father. Uh, so we're building that uh, with the help of God soon. We've had the preliminary uh, meetings with the local council and that. So uh, we just have to fundraise. Now we just have to fundraise for it. So if you would like to help us, we would be greatly, greatly appreciative of it. If you haven't got the, the, the financial means, please, please pray for us. All the help that we can get from your, your good selves is necessary and greatly appreciated. Uh, so if you wanted to donate, you can go to holyfamilymission.ie and there's a donate tab there, a little donate button, and we'd be greatly, greatly appreciative of anything that you can give towards uh, this, this wonderful initiative, which we know will bear great fruit. So thank you so much in advance for all of your help, and God bless you.